Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. We are at our fall pop-up podcast center in New York City. We've invited and are excited to host Philip Hecker, who's the co-founder and CEO of Bento Engine. Bento empowers financial advisors to bring better advice to more families. Bento connects with your CRM through proven APIs to mine for advice opportunities and deliver relevant content back through the CRM. It's really interesting. Welcome, Philip. Doug, great to be here. Give us a little bit about your vast background in the corporate world. Where do you come from? And then what led you to the life to become an entrepreneur? Well, on the personal front, I hail from Düsseldorf, Germany, in case you're wondering where the funny accent is from. On the professional front, I'm happy to say I've done a number of things in my life so far. I am a Procter & Gamble-trained brand manager, so thinking about businesses in a very client, consumer-centric way was beaten into me P&G style. I am a recovering BCG consultant, five wonderful years in New York City, picking up a strategic tool or two, and then I spent the past 15 years on Wall Street at Deutsche Bank and JP Morgan in a number of capacities. At JP Morgan, for example, more on the conceptual end of the spectrum, I served as global head of strategy and business development for wealth management, and more on the operational end of the spectrum, I founded and led an org unit called Wealth Planning and Advice that included all the financial planning teams across JP Morgan Chase and think tank type units such as the Advice Lab and the Philanthropy Center. You may have heard of them. Those are the experts that develop the advice that the advisors then pass on to their clients. I share that, Doug, because during that time in particular, I really saw the power of comprehensive, holistic advice at work. That's what I'm excited about to talk today about. So what was the big idea of Bento Engine? When did it happen, and why did you decide you had to do it, and what's up with the name? First off, the name, let's get that off the table. (laughs) Bento, obviously, coming from the Japanese bento box concept, it's meant to express bite-sized, good-for-you, readily available, fresh content. And the engine aspect, obviously, the technology side of the equation, thus Bento Engine. The idea came about, gosh, it's hard to pinpoint, two, three years ago. And as so often, it's not one thing, at least not in our case, it's a combination of multiple catalysts, some of them professional observations, others being personal experiences. Let me perhaps share one of each. In terms of professional observations, as I alluded to, I had the chance to work with many leading advisors, and I really saw the power of comprehensive holistic advice at work. The magic that happens on the client side when you think about client experiences and client outcomes, and referencing here the great Julie Littlechild that you interviewed recently, the magic that happens for the advisor in terms of impacting organic business growth. She mentioned in a recent episode, and we violently concur, 
that share of wallet, loyalty, net promoter score, referral rate, all go up if and when advisors do the right thing and serve their clients comprehensively. So that observation was one catalyst that led to the formation of Bento Engine. The other one is more on the personal front, more of a personal experience, which many entrepreneurs have as a catalyst. On that end, given my P&G and BCG background, it will not surprise you to hear that I love to mystery shop our industry. I like to eat my peers cooking. So for a long time, I've been the client of 12 fine private banks, wirehouses, RIAs, insurance agents, to first-hand experience what is it like being a client at firm X, Y, and Z. No names. Pop quiz question for you, Doug. Mm. How many of the 12, when you look at their value propositions, when you listen to their elevator pitches, have the promise of some sort of holistic, comprehensive advice as part of their value prop? I would guess zero. 12 out of 12. They all by now market themselves that way. Even the insurance agents do financial plans with me. Next pop quiz question, Doug. How many of the 12, when they invite me to the US Open, a fancy steak dinner or a round of golf, assure me that they really care about me and my family? Can I guess zero again? 12 out of 12. <laughs> You're not doing so well. I'm not doing well at all. Next one. I'm dating myself. I recently turned 50. How many of them reached out with guidance on how to make catch-up contributions in my retirement accounts? and thus increase my tax-advantaged savings and investings rate. I'm going to stick with my zero. That is a true call in this case. Thank you. Last one. My kids, we have twins, when they turned 14, how many of them reached out to me and my wife with guidance on how to get the kids working paper, which is what they need to legally start earning income, and then how to put that legally earned income into custodial IRA accounts under the kid's name, so that the kids get to enjoy the power of tax-deferred compounding for decades to come. So what you're saying is they're not delivering on their promise. There is a gap, unfortunately, between the talk and the walk in our industry still. Good news, by now many advisors want to do the right thing and think about their clients in holistic, comprehensive ways. Bad news, they don't always deliver on that promise for all of their clients. Many of them are trying to do that work manually, and if they do it, they do it for the top of the book, the very best clients. But when you look at the middle of the book, the bottom of the book, people like me, I'm very fragmented, I'm a small fish in their books, those clients tend to be woefully underserved and represent a massive organic revenue growth opportunity. That's the very essence of the advice engagement category on the Kitsis FinTech map, that's the very essence of Bento Engine. What we're doing is we're digitizing, automating, and scaling the great work that great advisors do for their best clients. And via technology, we're bringing it to the middle and the bottom of the book. I love Michael's uh, FinTech map, but my glasses aren't big enough for to understand it well. Um, the power of moments is an overarching theme behind Bento Engine. Life in numbers and life events programs. What are the moments that matter? Great question, Doug. The way we think about it, in wealth management, in any relationship, frankly, between advisors and their clients, there are certain moments of truth where relationships get made 
or broken. We think of moments that matter along two dimensions. Some of them are very, very predictable, and thus the advisor can be highly proactive in reaching out and rendering advice. Others are more reactive. Let me bring those to life. On the predictive front, Uncle Sam gives us 15 regulatory birth dates that matter in the lives of clients and prospects because they trigger distinct wealth management risks or opportunities. 15 age points from zero birth to 72 RMDs that matter. Some of them are very well known. Age 62, do you start taking social securities now or later? Age 65, Medicare. Age 70 and a half, QCDs. Others are a little less known. For example, age 14, working papers for the kids of the clients. What a wonderful opportunity to proactively reach out and render advice that matters, that impacts outcomes on the client side. So highly predictable 15 age points that matter. Then there is a whole set of life events, getting married, divorced, having a child, moving to Florida, receiving a win for profit, buying a home, selling a home, at least two dozen life events that not always, but oftentimes happen in the lives of clients and prospects, and client-centric advisors want to be there and lead with advice during those moments that matter. So great advisors indeed lead with advice and support clients through these life events. But as you mentioned earlier, do they do it equally, equally across all clients? That's the big question. Please, everybody out there on the lines, be honest to yourself. For whom do you do that work? Your knee-jerk, re might, your knee-jerk reaction might be, I do do that work. And you're probably right. But you tend to do it for your best clients and your best clients only. Think about the middle and the bottom of the book. Think about scaling the great work that you do and thus drive your organic revenue growth. How big is the opportunity out there? Um, why does this advice type matter? Wow. Um, hard to answer. In a nutshell, there are every year billions of advice opportunities across the lives of the clients and prospects that you're trying to serve. Let me break this down and bring it to life a bit. Let's pick three life events. Turning 50 and making catch-up contributions. Every year, almost 4 million Americans turn 50. And that's a highly predictable advice opportunity. Let's pick buying a home. Every year in the US, 6 million homes change hands. That means 6 million sellers and buyers want to be advised on the wealth management risks and opportunities that that entail. I'll give you a last one. Every year, 3 million Americans move across state lines, and that again represents a major set of new wealth management risks or opportunities. So across these three opportunities only, we have almost 20 million opportunities every year to lead with advice. So how can advisors combat that gap in advice? We think strongly they no longer can try to do it manually. They need to access technology and leverage technology to scale what they're best at, which is the human connection with those clients. So again, referencing the very busy Kitsis FinTech map, there's a wonderful emerging category on there called advice engagement, some great tools and capabilities that client-centric advisors are increasingly using 
to amplify, to scale the way they add value, which is leading with advice. So here's your pop quiz, and it's not really a pop quiz because you should know this. What sets you apart? What's the bento differentiators? It's the integration between technology and content. We use APIs to connect into the CRM of the advisor. Today, we integrate into Salesforce, Dynamics, Wealthbox, Redtail, Accelerate, and Practify. Via the API, our advice engine, our algorithms, constantly scan the entire book of business of the advisor to identify upcoming advice opportunities. And when we find one, we not only alert the advisor via a task in their CRM, we also equip them with compliance pre-approved, impactful content that they can use in executing on the advice. The blinding insight, Doug, is just telling an advisor what to do, just giving them the next best action is necessary, but not sufficient. For them to truly act on it and positively impact client lives, they need content, they need materials to execute with. How far can this go? Are you envisioning at some point Alexa's in my kitchen listening to what I do, the trips I make, my financial situation, that plugs into a CRM that hits your thing and alerts an advisor? Technology and the industry are moving fast on that front duck. That is indeed in our future. We think that day will come. It is not quite here yet. We believe that any recommendation to the advisor and or the end client needs to be extremely well-founded. So for the time being, we use simple algorithms and we let the advisor curate the advice. The advisor is the one that determines, do I indeed reach out at this point in time with that advice? And if so, what format do I use best? Blinding insight there is different clients have different learning styles. Some clients actually enjoy looking at graphs and PowerPoint pages. Other clients dislike that strongly. So for those clients, we offer the advisor talking points should they wish to pick up the phone or hop on a Zoom call. And for the busy on-the-go client set, we have compliance pre-approved emails ready to go. So you get the joke, multi-format materials to put the advisor in a position to connect with the client or prospect in the best possible way. I love this. My big thing is I don't feel the industry focuses enough on what really matters, and that's the end investor. They're focusing on everything else. Your company's focus is right there. It is on the end client, and as the great Julie Littlechild said not too long ago in your episode, by virtue of doing that, everybody wins. Yeah. Uh, last question, or I guess it's a statement. How you communicate matters. Bingo. Thus, the multiple formats of the materials. I would also argue that the timing of the advice matters, meaning the best advice delivered at the wrong point in time can fall flat. Thus, the timing, how proactive to be, is important to break through and truly get the client to act. Let me bring that to life real quick. Working papers, age 14. Two months before the kids turn 14 is perfectly sufficient to reach out with that type of guidance. However, age point 62, do you start taking social security benefits now or later, is a major strategic question. 
where you better reach out two years ahead of the client reaching that age point. So again, the timing of advice matters, and we want to be really thoughtful on how proactive to be. Philip, this is so interesting. Thank you so much for joining us. A real pleasure. To learn more about Philip and the Bento Engine, please visit bentoengine.com. We'd like to thank our friends at Jay Connolly for hosting the Pop-Up Podcast Center. Please follow us for timely updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Julia Smolin, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.